Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and nfl.com/sheck. It's time to get ready for week two here. It was a gangbusters week one. And, of course, this week has been filled with the uh, with the ugliness of Ray Rice. But I'm not talking about it. I have nothing further to say on the subject, nor do you probably want to hear from it. You've heard any number of people weigh in with their opinions on it. I want to kibitz about football, football, football. The games, you understand. That's what I want to focus on here and now and he- here to help me do so. Seated to my immediate left, our old pal from uh, who makes the power rankings on NFL.com. He makes his weekly predictions there on NFL.com for you. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? What's up? And you forgot to mention that I, I changed my Twitter handle because of your constant berating last year in this very segment. You don't. What is remember? it called? At Elliot Har- at Harrison NFL. All right, that's fine. So that's your at- you. you Berated me for having an underscore for ever. I took it out, and now you can't even remember. Terrific. All right. Way to promo. Now that's settled. At Harrison NFL. Done and done, friend. Now sit over there and eat your Reese's peanut butter cup (laughs) while I say hello to the other man. Hank's not a fan. In Studio 66. Maximum strength! There we go. Boy, the storm. I thought the storm clouds were right over our heads, but I guess they were just a little down the way. Or there. just new Studio 66. Uh, Handsome Hank is uh, is here. He is our resident Miami Dolphins fan. His team is going into a Buffalo in a, a divisional bout for divisional supremacy in the AFC East. Let's say hello to him. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? Very well indeed, Dave. What's the poop with you? Uh, you know, look, I'm ready to go for some uh, some uh, a big weekend of football pro, and I like to keep my eye on the college game as well. So Is let's... that an English accent that I heard? Oh, Terrence, Terrence Newman. Newman. He had a great week last week. Did he? Yeah, I, yeah. I kept, every time I looked Made up, some he plays. was making plays. Yeah. Boy, the Bengals game, we are definitely going to yap about that one. We they... should get him back on the show. Let's get Terrence Newman back on the show. I love it. Can we and try and do course, that black tie? Yeah, yeah. that's a good call there, Black Tie behind the glass. Let's see if we can track down our old, long-lost pal, Terrence Newman. He and I once took I got him right now. Here he is. What's happening, fellas? (laughs) That's it. He just will greet us forever for the for a 10 minute interview um but yeah that's an exciting one that's a you know week two games are tough to call because we're overly influenced by what we just saw we we've only seen 60 minutes worth out of all these teams and now we've decided the falcons are back and are going 14 and two 
you know, kind of thing. So I'll be interested to hear what EH and HH have to say when we start picking the games in our Red Challenge flag segment. In the meantime, fellas, let's do a couple things that, uh, well, we're, we got a blacklist coming up here, too. You want to do the blacklist first, Black Tie? Let's do that, and then we'll get into a couple other things. Here it is, everybody. The Blacklist. The Blacklist. Black Tie reads current events. The Blacklist. The Blacklist. What's going on, guys? Nothing, Black Tie. Let's Whoa. get to it, fellas. This is a social hour. This is uh, this is business hour. <laughs> hey, oh, Cordero right. Patterson's to... running for 1,000 yards this year. Running for 1,000 mm-hmm. yards. That was right. He said, "Don't overreact." Oh, I see. I got you. I got you. Well, All right, listen, let's get that, to that it. That sweep is hard to stop, eh? It is. It is. But gosh, people are overreacting about that dude. Catch more than three passes and get back to me. All right, listen. From a fantasy perspective, I'd be more than happy to have him on my team. A little, a little bit of unnecessary or I mean, unsolicited snark directed at one he, Cordero Patterson. I don't know. He is, he is averaging thirty-four yards a carry. And by the way, when we kibitz with him about a month ago, I found him positively delightful. So I take offense to to your unsolicited attack there. I'm just right. giving an example. All right. Okay. There you go. Black tie. Get into it here. The blacklist. What's the first item? First up, week two. What's the sneaky good game to watch? I don't want the headline game with the you know you know big national time prime time game. What's the sneaky good game you guys would be keeping? Well, I don't know if it counts, but I just threw out that Atlanta at Cincy game. I don't know that everybody had that one circled. If you would ask that question a week ago, I don't know that everybody would have said, "Boy, that's one of the uh, the best games out there." Uh, handsome, I start with you. I'm going to go with a game I'm interested in watching: Cowboys at Titans. How bad are the Cowboys? And are the Titans, could they be a sneaky good team? It's something we've talked about over the last, I mean, I guess a lot of people have talked about this over the last three years. When Jake Locker was drafted, I loved the move. I think coming out of Washington, if you watched him play, he wasn't surrounded by a ton of talent up there. But he is, he seems to cut the figure of exactly what has been successful among this new group of quarterbacks, which is to say he's got a big arm and he can run like uh, nobody's business. And he's a powerful runner. It's just a matter of staying healthy. He has weapons all around him out there, a good offensive line. I buy this Titans team, and I said as much back in uh, in August. I like that game there. I handsome. think it could, and what I like about it is, you know, you know that the Titans are going to be able to score a lot of points. You think the Cowboys' offense are going to be able to score a lot of points. So, like a lot of Cowboys games this season, I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, EH, how say you? What game jumps out at you? All right, well, I I'm with you guys on Jake Locker. I I think they could sneak into the six hole in the playoffs. I love Ken Wisenhunt there, but but the game that I'm really intrigued by, I think it's a horrific uni matchup, Dave. Uh, but Lions Panthers, you know. I think those blues will complement each oh, other. Oh, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. All right. I'm not feeling that. That said, Monday night we saw their offense, and people are excited. They won, what, 35-14, Hank? But if you actually watch the game, they couldn't get their ground attack going until Joyke Bell got a garbage-time touchdown. Now they're going to play Carolina. They're not going to have the home crowd behind them, and we'll find out if Matt Stafford is going to lock in, throw off his back foot to Calvin Johnson. And then I, I love the fact that we get to see Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin teed up for the first time. Yeah, but I suspect that the back end of that Carolina defense ain't right and because uh, they got away with it in week one against uh, Josh McCown doesn't mean that it's ready to roll mm-hmm. for the entirety of the season. That is a fascinating one to see how good that defense is. I mean, there really aren't very many offenses you could put them up against to to check, to get a temperature check of how sure. good they're going to be. So, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued by that one. I'll tell you one. How about Jacksonville at D.C.? That's that game. Mm. What's RG3 going to be now? All the criticism over the past week, he doesn't look right. It really does seem as though they're wasting his skills by jamming him into this stand in the pocket type of offense. And in, and on the other side of things, Jacksonville with a surprisingly good performance. If only it, it, I'm interested to see if Chad Henney keeps it going and he should be able to against that 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 terrible DC defense. I, if he puts a big, a big number, it delays the arrival of Blake Bortles, which I, I, you know, I'm fascinated to see when the organization is going to say, let's make the move to this kid here, or if they are, in fact, going to um, just stick with their plan to just bench him the entire, to basically redshirt him for 2014, which just seems loco in, in uh, this day and age. But, uh, yeah, there are many things to, um, to look at in that game. Um, all right, next up on that, was that a satisfactory answer, Black Tie? Is there one in particular that jumps out at you? 
Yes, I'm looking at the Jets and Packers game. And the reason being is because, I mean, the, a lot of a lot of people get on a Geno Smith train now. It's like, oh, he's looking a lot better. He's, you know, his mouth's his mouth's ahead of where he was as a rookie. I, I'm not I – need, people need to pump the brakes. But on, on the flip side of that, if they play well and Packers go down 0-2 – that could be pretty interesting. So there are some there are some would be contenders that have a have a legitimate chance of falling to zero and two. I don't think the Packers are one of them. I'm not even going to indulge that one on the red challenge flag segment, to fellas, because I think the Packers are about. Hank as... picked the Jets to win. Did you really? No, I didn't. Uh, I've got that. That's in fact, I'm in handsome Hank's survivor pool, and uh, the Packers are my pick this week. Who I mean, is your survivor pick? pick? I didn't. We get should do that to every do that. week too, Black Tie. We should offer up the best, uh, the the best survivor. Pick. And we should let people know if we can that you know on NFL.com you can pl- you can play a fantasy survivor league. Oh yes, let's do that. And yes. you could also Wait, join the DDFD Pick'em League as well. That's right. Yep. We've got the yep. Pick'em. Maybe we'll set up a survivor league, yeah. and then the same people who are already can we playing do that week too. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we'll invite right. people. Done in. and done. All right, week Let's one, do it. you got to buy. All right, I say Packers here, and uh, for some pretty obvious reasons, um, the Packers. I, I, you know, is there any team that has been beaten up unfairly? You talk about making judgments on teams. The Packers lost at Seattle. No one was going in there and winning that game. So, um, you know, I, I think they bounce back in a big way in Lambeau. This Sunday against uh, against what seems to me at least to be an overmatched Jets team. Next up, uh, Black Tie. What do you got on the list? Next up, all right. So this week on the earlier episode of DDFP, Sheck, you made the uh, comparison of Le'Veon Bell mm-hmm. to LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Well, also, so what? Well, well, let me finish. Also on the Move the Sticks podcast with uh, Daniel Jeremiah, Cards GM came on the show. He compared his running back Andre Ellington to Jamal Charles and C.J. Suke, saying that's the kind of guy they would hope to see Andrea Lewis in the I club. buy that one. All right, so my question is, make a young player slash star player comparison. Fine. That makes sense. All right, fine. But I do want to just go back for a second because this came up with Daniel Jeremiah, host of the Move the Sticks podcast and otherwise here, and then he went on uh, Monday night football's recap show with Dan Helley and mocked me beyond just this podcast. He went on television and mocked me for that uh, comparison, Levian Bell to Shady McCoy, and it's it's a sound one because he's in space at full speed. He can change directions like few other guys, one of whom is is Shady McCoy. That was the comparison. I asked Bucky Brooks, another scout, and he said, oh, I think that one's a pretty good comparison. And then I asked him for his more entrenched running back comparison. He said Steven Jackson. And I said, well, that's really not helping me at all. The, no, that's the opposite. Yeah, that's right. I didn't, I didn't think Steven that was right. Steven Jackson is Shady McCoy But this is what scouts do. It's not my job to make these comparisons. Right. It's scouts' so job. So why were you doing it? And Elliot Harrison's job. Do it right now. Who do you like? What young player? Hand, I mean, uh, Black Tie, you got to give us a player. Like, who Who are you thinking there? I, I got one. I'll, I'll, I, you know what? I'll jump in here. Kelvin Benjamin. That's who I was just about to say. Well, because yeah, that, that length and that mm-hmm. size, he made me think of if uh, if – Anyone, you youngsters won't know this comparison, but I thought I saw a lot of Harold Carmichael in there, number seventeen for the Philadelphia Eagles of the seventies, just nice and long and strong, and uh, we haven't seen many guys like that at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I, I would say kind of a cross between Plaxico and Larry Fitzgerald. Yep, uh, for him. Yeah, I was That's thinking Fitz. Good. I was you know, thinking Fitz. Yeah, you know, I like with or right, Vincent Jackson, maybe. Or, yeah, I yeah. like I like the Plaxico because the way he can go up and and get the ball even when he's covered. Plaxico was really good at that. And then Larry Fitzgerald, he kind of looks the part. And and Larry Fitzgerald early in his career, that's kind of what he was because if you recall, Anquan Bolden has started his career just out of the gates as a top notch receiver. I mean, people kind of forget now, Fitz was number two there for several years. I think Anquan Bolden had 200 yards his first game he did. ever. First ever mm-hmm. game in the NFL. You know what else? A lot of people forget that Larry Fitzgerald was there were a lot of doubters with him coming out of pit because of foot speed. He he was perceived to maybe not have the gear necessary to emerge in the NFL and it 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 took him a little while like you say. It was not day one sort of superstardom for him. What did you think of all the stuff with his old man though? Do you buy because I talked to TJ Hushmanzada. We've got a segment coming up the uh, the viewers guide that we do every week. And you can find that at NFL.com. And he made a pretty interesting statement there, as Hoosh is prone to do. He said, oh, Larry Fitzgerald knows exactly what his father is saying. And he has to publicly 
say, I don't agree with that. But his old man ain't just shooting his mouth right. off all on his own there. So this I, is this is he's not soccer momming the situation there, being the petulant uh, father on the sidelines. He he know Larry and Larry Senior are in lockstep right. on this. Dave, our mutual friend um, Ross Tucker was tweeting about Larry Fitzgerald about exactly that situation earlier this week, and I shot out a tweet to um, Ross to say, well, you know, what are the chances that Larry Fitzgerald before the trade deadline he's he's on the trade block. Didn't didn't hear back from Ross, but I'll ask both of you guys. Like if that if that's how Larry's feeling, if someone's got, they're gonna someone's gonna be paying him a lot of money next year, wouldn't you think the Cardinals would want to try and get something for him at this stage? Send him to New England. Send him to somewhere where. Let's where do it. I was looking how the blacklist is is veering off into different branches here. Go ahead and trade him to the Patriots. I'll trade him to the Patriots for. I think the Patriots, I think Bill Belichick is going to give up for Larry Fitzgerald to give up a second round pick next year. No way. Too high. Too rich. Too rich. Too rich. Too rich. Yeah, I don't know. Bill Belichick wouldn't relinquish a second round pick right now for Larry Fitzgerald. Bill Belichick loses this week, and it's very clear that his his receiving core is, you know, Tom Brady is not armed with the weapons that he needs to be. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's not going to say, what What do you think we're getting out of Larry Fitzgerald at this stage? Three, maybe four years? I think you're looking at a declining player. I don't think Bill Belichick's going to deal a second-round pick. I mean, if Darren Sproles gets, what, a fifth or a, a fourth? I don't think... You're probably right. It, I, it, it, I, it, trades uh, do not in the NFL on face seem right. like they make sense. Okay, right? how about a third They don't round. make sense. Can, Did Brandon Marshall go for two-thirds? Like three years ago, was that his deal? Yeah, but that's uh, Brandon Marshall, who's younger and is a better in a better player. Yeah, agreed. So if he went so for I'm three, two one thirds, thir- one third then. for Fitzgerald, I'd rather be a player. That's you more fun. Make okay. it a player. Who but would they have to give up? Can I just give you some numbers on Larry Fitzgerald? Yes, uh, please. Just to show you that this, I'm not just trying to disparage him. <clears throat> 2012. You know how many yards per game he averaged? Forty nine point nine. Forty nine point nine. For a guy that's supposed to be, do you remember who was throwing in the ball in 2012? No, Elliot, wait, no, that not fine. Throw your hand up at me. Do you recall the names of the people (laughs) who were throwing the ball to him in 2012? John Skelton and Max Hall. Do you know what Max Hall's doing now? What about Brian St. Pierre? He's working in a jeweler. What about Brian St. Pierre? Brian St. Pierre may have thrown (laughs) him the ball as well. I I didn't know. And then uh, last year, uh, with Carson Palmer, 59.6 yards per game. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying Larry Fitzgerald's days of being a top five NFL wideout are done. If I you I had to, that he's so, that but, but how much better is he than anyone on the Patriots roster right now? And I don't know why I'm sticking with the Patriots. There are plenty of teams I think that could do with him. Yeah, why do we keep for trying what, to trade what players to the Pats? It's for what they do. I mean, yeah, I, I just feel like for what they do, Julian Edelman's a better fit. Do I think Julian Edelman is a right. better player for 32 teams than than Larry Fitzgerald? No way. But do you not think if they had a Larry Fitzgerald? Julian Edelman would be able to do his job more sure. effectively. Well, he'd basically, Fitzgerald would be Brandon LaFell, except a lot better. Uh, you know, that guy with size. I just disagree that, that I just can't see Bill Belichick, who has always believed in get out on an older player early than staying with him too late. Need I bring up Lawyer Malloy, uh, tons of other guys. How about when he brought in Ocho Cinco? How about it's when not, he brought in Hainsworth? But, uh, yeah, but he didn't give up anything for Ocho right. Cinco. But, but here's that, the thing. The, the This is trading him to another have. Um, but if you put him, the ideal fit for Larry Fitzgerald at this point, it would never happen within the division especially. But if you put him on the Seahawks, that is exactly what they lack is a physical receiver. Where careers go Wilson, to die for wide receivers. Yeah. Russell yeah. Wilson could Sydney just throw Rice it up to you, a guy like that. that. TJ will tell you. Yeah. Ask TJ next That's time you do a viewer's right. guide. Well, Can I throw out a team? Well, you mentioned the Patriots. Yeah. I'll say about Hoosh. He, uh, you know, he, I don't know that Larry Fitzgerald actually really solves this for him, but he said the problem with the Patriots going forward is not just the offensive line and defensive line, and those are both legitimate issues for them this season, clearly. But uh, there's just nobody who Landry, I mean Landry, Brady can say in the huddle to go get open and I'm going to throw it up to you. And if you think that doesn't happen, you're loco. Right. You know, that that does. Uh, Drew Brees has directly confirmed my suspicion that that is what happens in the Saints huddle sometimes. You know that that's what happens with Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson on occasion. Um, sure. He, he, can't, he doesn't have that uh, dependable weapon this year. Larry Fitzgerald would at least, I don't, I, yeah, but again, I, like you say, Larry Fitzgerald that doesn't show the ability to separate at this point. Well, let me career. ask you this. How many players that are in their 11th year in the league do you see going up and attacking the football? I never see it. Yeah, Des Bryant goes up and he attacks the football. Calvin Johnson, Calvin Johnson's in his eighth year. 
Uh, Des Bryant is now, what, in his fifth year? I'll tell you uh, one, Anquan Bolden, who you mentioned five minutes ago. He's one. Well, Anquan Bolden only gets like eight inches off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the I, Super Bowl. I will give you one anomaly, Steve Smith, uh, even late in his career, but – most receivers don't attack the football like they used to when they're younger. It doesn't mean they're not effective. They become smarter route runners and whatever. But I am just want to throw out a team. Go ahead. How about the Minnesota Vikings? You've got – Ah, that would be a great story. You've got Cordero Patterson, who's your, your speed guy, who could learn a lot from Fitzgerald. You could move Greg Jennings into the slot, okay, and then – or or not even start him well, at all. Well, the going home aspect of the and story then the, as and well. I was just about to go that. And then Larry Fitzgerald would be your big target. That's the guy that, that you try to get the ball to in the red zone, and that might be the guy you go to. On, you're not going to Cordell, Cordero Patterson on third and six. You're going to either Rudolph or, if you had Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald. I know the Rams are, you know, offensively putrid now. You know, they're, they're, they're really within the jammed. division. Yeah, that, that they wouldn't do that. But, again, right, That's uh, it's unlikely that they would make such a deal. But if you put him up there in – no, no, no. I'm saying that the Rams are a crummy team. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to put a lot of stock in what Mike Zimmer did in week one with that defense, which last year was lousy, and this year looks like it's rounding into shape. They looked a lot like the Cincinnati Bengals in purple in week one. Can they do it against a real offense? I don't know about that, the Vikings. But all of a sudden, it doesn't seem insane to think that the Vikings are on the fringes of being a contender this year for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, it's tough to say. I mean, they had that rocking preseason. They went 4-0. Bridgewater played pretty well. It was a unique situation. Like, Castle didn't win the job by default. He won the job because he won the job. This was not a Hoyer deal. And uh, then they win opening day. Uh, how good are they right now? I mean, it's tough to say. The problem is the division they're in, man. That's a tough division. What we think is going to be a tough division. Well, that's what we're trying to figure out here in week two. We don't know who's for real and what was a, a phony performance that uh, will not uh, will not continue here, good or bad. Black tie, let's get to because we got the picks coming up here. Let's get to the next item on the blacklist. All right, last one this weekend. Other than NFL games, what are you guys going to be watching? Well, you know what I'm going to be watching. I watch college football. That's uh, because I like football. I like pro football, but I also enjoy the college game. Handsome, I start with you. What are you going to be watching? Going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy? or You haven't seen that yet? No. Nah, I, I haven't seen it. the movies. That's a black that, that time movie anymore. if I've ever heard yeah. one. What is, I, I'm... Oh, yeah. <laughs> just what happened? Just ha- I have no idea what that what assault was, that? was on I, my ears. I don't know what kind of explosion that was. Right. But, that was... Uh, Bradley Cooper uh, voicing a raccoon-like organism in Guardians of the Galaxy. I just don't care. Oh, yeah. It's very loud. I know it's that. It's very loud. And, and so what is this like a Disney car? What is People it? love it's it. Marvel. People it love sound, this. That doesn't sound it? Disney to me. Oh, yeah. People are crazy about the picture, though. Really? I really do have to get what out there. What is it about? A raccoon. A talking <laughs> raccoon in, his, in, a, in a tree. Really? Yeah. I'm all right. Uh, uh, Eh, there. What are you gonna be looking at? Well, I'm uh, I'm about one disc into Star Trek original series season three, so uh, I've uh, I've got a couple marked that I'm gonna watch Saturday evening. I'm gonna watch. I'm tell looking me, through the college football tell me games. What's a good here. college game? I love watching college football. I just but I don't, but but I'll just switch on any. Well, game. Charlie Strong, one and yeah, one in, in, in his first uh, season there, and uh, you know, I, I, but, you know, he's really been dropping the hammer pretty good there from a disciplinary standpoint and trying to get that uh, program but back Texas, on track. Texas football isn't that fun to watch. But they have great uniforms. There's a, the burnt uh, orange that, jerseys. Yeah. That's nice. And UCLA has is two and zero, oh, but a lot of high hopes for this team if you're an NFL fan you might want to watch this if you're interested especially if you think your team in 2014 might be bad enough that they're going to be in line for a first round draft pick and looking at a quarterback in the first round you might want to watch this one to see Brett Hundley play because I'm I'm not an NFL fan so I'm not interested well then I I suggest (laughs) that you you turn around if you're an NFL fan do you think anyone in this room, I know. All listening I'm, to this podcast, but not people like fan. Elliot, I misspoke. But uh, people like Eh doesn't—he uh, doesn't like to sit around and watch college football. But to me, that's even if you don't love the college game, the nature of it, for whatever reason, right. whatever your issues are with it. At least, if you like the NFL, then 
Watch it to see these okay. kids to to, to well, project them into the. Who's in the is Mariota playing against? I like watching that guy. Well, they, they're playing Wyoming. That's a good okay. question. And if you're a, and you didn't ask me, but I will tell you here and now. If if I had to choose, if I had the first overall pick, I would take Hundley before I would take Mariota. Really? Yes. Yes, okay. I would. Well, let me just defend myself. Like the other day, I even tweeted at you, Hank. I I watched just because it's the 2014 season. I watched Week One of the '84 season. I have a couple of games from that week. I watched uh, Dolphins at RFK, and it was interesting to watch. I mean, number one, Pittsburgh guy Dan Marino. You didn't know he was going to have this incredible season. So you're seeing the season opener. You're talking about watching Week One and what do you learn? I can tell you from watching Week One, they they go into Washington. In that era, and they beat them like forty-five to ten, and mm. you could tell from week one. And how many Dolphins fans must have been knee-jerking, going, "Wow, you know who is this guy?" And then uh, the other thing about it, the, the graphic that graphic you said oh, was terrific. Yeah, the gra- you, uh, pre-game graphic said uh, Dolphins keys to the or, or Redskins keys to the game. Stop Marino. Dolphins keys to the de- game. Stop Riggins. Check out the <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> uh, really? No, it's, it's, it's cool. Check out at Harrison NFL, which at, at NFL UK Hank. Always NFL UK Hank. UK Hank, right? Yeah. What? You can see that graphic. But what I was going to say is that w- another really cool thing is that the game doesn't stop. Like, you don't have, well, he was making a football-related move, I think, and then you have these delays, you know? Is it a f- – Bad call, too late, we're moving late. on. We're moving on, and there's something pretty refreshing mm-hmm. uh, uh, about that and not being just completely graphically annihilated either. Like, you don't have – it's clean the best, screen. The best keys to the game thing is in baseball when they show – or, in fact, they do it by batter. They show the chart of major league batters like – this guy's a good fastball hitter. Yeah, he's a major league hitter. That's what they, they're all good fastball hitters. If you groove them one, they'll probably make this guy will make you pay. If you put if if you leave one in the zone to him with a fastball and it doesn't have much movement on it, uh, you're gonna pay as a pitcher. Yeah, that's right. That's what every single major league hitter will do. Um, by the way, side note: things I love to watch on the weekends. How about this show, The Nick? Are you watching this on uh, on cable? I'm not. No. Cable? What is that about? Mm-hmm. Clive the Owen Nick, show? It's Clive Owen. He's he's like a you know turn of the century surgeon in New York City, and it's super gruesome. Um, but it's a fascinating show. It's a right. really a lot about sort of what Mad Men was, the way it's sort of what's sort it of, on. Uh, Showtime, Showtime, I believe, and it's a, but it's a lot like just in the same way where they where they get into in glancing or or um, full on sort of way the the sort of the issues of the time sort of thing. There's a there's a black surgeon who was trained abroad and and is masterful and a genius, but they don't want to give him a chance because he's black. So they do that, but it's not it's it's not heavy handed kind of piety or anything like that. It's just a fascinating sort of story about these these doctors trying to like a hundred years ago develop things that now are are, are rudimentary to us, but the you know, the the they're sort of risk taking and surgery and all that and the the death on the table and all that stuff. It's sort gruesome like but fantastic. If you sort want to of see like a the good Meister movie. in Game of Thrones, right? If you want to see a good movie, yes. I can Very I can similar, recommend yes. one called Chef. I so heard that that's a good picture. Down I haven't seen it. I heard it was I, great. Uh, I suggest you both go see it this weekend. Oh, Maybe. by the way, it's on Cinemax, not Showtime. Oh, all yep. right. Very good. All right, next up on the blacklist. Anything well, more? Or is that the it? last one, but I will tell you what I'll be watching this weekend other than NFL. Oh, yeah? I'll be watching football, real football. Uh, Manchester United back in action. All their new transfer signings, Falcao. Black tie. I have no problem with people you know? watching soccer to pass the time until football returns. But, but now it's a beautiful it's, game. I understand, and I have grown to appreciate it, but not when football's on yeah. TV. Are the Don't Dallas, are the Dallas sidekicks still in operation? I don't even know what that is. Oh. Yeah, I was like, well, that's, that's they're thinking MISL, yes. Major Indoor Soccer League, Pittsburgh yeah. Spirit. Paul Child was. Did you ever go to play. a game? Of course I did. Yeah, the the the, the neon orange ball. Then it would fly up into the stands, and then they required you throw it back, which I always was raw about as a kid. In a baseball game this, uh, or a hockey game, if the if the thing comes up here, I keep it. I have to throw you back your soccer ball. Bush league, I say, and I walked out. Um, all right, let's before we get to the red challenge flag segment here. Let's real quick. Let's do it, black tie. Let's do a coin flip, shall we? Let's do a uh, a coin flip here. And we mentioned Kelvin Benjamin a minute ago. Which rookie wide receiver would you rather have on your roster for now and all of time? The coin flip is Brandon Cooks versus Kelvin Benjamin. Mm. I start with you, E.H. 
Do I call Tails or Kelvin Benjamin? Don't be wise. Just make your pick. It is complicated, this I'd, game. I'd rather have Kelvin Benjamin. I think Brandon Cooks is good for what New Orleans does, but would I rather have a little slot receiver or a big guy that can catch the ball in coverage? I'll take Benjamin. Handsome, Dave, this may, you. This may be um, a poor foreshadowing of what's to come in the red challenge flag segment, but I've got to agree with Elliot. Brandon Cooks fits beautifully into that Saints offense, but if you're telling me I'm building a roster, I want the big guy. I love. I, I mean, I absolutely can say I mean, he's on my fantasy team and everything. Kelvin Benjamin, I love. I, I think he is uh, has a big future. But in 2014, we keep talking about the copycat league, and you know, uh, you watch Percy Harvin out there. That X factor, whether the guy puts up huge numbers or not, as a as a as a individual. The distraction that it causes on the field, everybody now is doing it. Cordero Patterson is essentially that. I mean, they're using him. They're actually feeding him the yep. ball more. But to, to your point, EH, you said catch more than three passes. The distraction that that makes when you're moving the guy all over the field like that in the way you can with Brandon Cooks is, is, is hard to calculate. But it's clear that offenses move when you have a guy like that out there. You, and it, so I say Brandon Cooks. If you want to understand Whisker. what that is as well, Bucky Brooks wrote a great article on NFL.com this week. NFL.com slash film room. Go check out his article. All right. The shilling's getting a little. No, it's not. No, Isn't I, that I, where I, he I, takes the pieces of video and embeds them in the article? We've got video yeah, embedded awesome. in the article. That. GIFs. You I can go that. back and forth. You can see the play. It's pretty cool. Love I do Bucky love it. I, that. I saw okay. that. And, uh, yeah, Good. Buck, I'm glad you Buck, like it. Yeah, I, well, I do like it. No, I do it for you. I do it all for you. Don't be wise, handsome. Don't look. Well, I, I don't understand. There's Everything a little. I do. There's a little edge with you. Real quick Why? though, speaking of film room, we, yeah, someone on Twitter at hashtag DDFP sent me a screenshot of film room breaking down your comparison with Le'Veon Bell and Lashawn McCoy. Shows Le'Veon in space, gets tackled. Shows McCoy in space, beats a couple of. Defenders. I rejected that. I saw that. I, it was tweeted at me as well, and it's anecdotal. Michael Crawford, by the way. I listened. Listen. Sent it. I saw the, the – the, and by the way, it's GIF now, Handsome, not GIF. I thought it was a GIF. Well, we, that's – I mean, GIF to me is is peanut butter. Peanut butter. It is. Yeah. GIF versus Skippy. GIF. Um, GIF? Or GIF? Oh, man, where is GIF, that? Dave? A guy – GIF a, versus Skippy. A, uh, a member – Smooth or, or crunchy? I go crunchy is the more important mm. issue. Crunchy or smooth is the real debate. And crunchy a, all the way. I think I'm a smooth you guy smooth hot toast. Yep. Hot toast, butter, smooth peanut butter. That is a lot of people have not done that, and it's sad. You have to toast up your bread. You don't have to, but if you toast it up, it's a you'll tasty find treat. a treat. Yeah, it is. It, well, it, you it need is, to uh, melt the butter on there first, and then slide the butter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Butter on peanut was, butter. I thought that was a Canadian thing. Is that a? Hmm. Maybe not. My Canadian I, I, neighbors. I, I, you mean butter or peanut butter? No, I no, mean butter. I mean on the bread. bread. Put the bread in the toaster. Uh huh. The toast pops up. Right. Quickly. Spread some butter on yeah, it. Yeah, so it melts quite a little a lot bit as well. It yeah. melts a little bit, and then, and then peanut butter. Yes, yes, absolutely. Dave, don't knock it till you tried it. I'm sure it's delicious, but it's outrageous too. Well, well I actually like stale bread. <laughs> <laughs> I Neil Dutton's here. I don't understand this. this I maneuver. promise you, you'll. you'll I'm sure it's delicious. It just sounds so uh, indulgent. That was Neil Dutton. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one that of was, our, our I favorites. I know that is. He Republic. is one of the best. Fans we have. Period. It's true. And uh, speaking of great fans in the Czech Republic, uh, I, I I will give you a proper thank you when I have your name in front of me here. But in the meantime, the Hawaii listener uh, sent me out some coconut peanut butter, which is just Ooh. just uh, delightful. I know you didn't share that with anyone else. I know you just. I'm just first time I'm hearing of this. All right, you know what? That's when you're right. You're right. I'll bring it in. Everybody should have a coconut crack at that. peanut butter or coconut butter. Yeah. Coconut peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, it was delicious. Um, So, all right, let's get to it then. All this noise is now in the rearview mirror. It is time to look forward to Sunday's action. It's time for the Red Challenge Flag Pick segment. Red Challenge Flag Picks. Let's get into it here, fellas. Let's look at the slate of games before our eyeballs when we sit down here in the West Coast, 10 a.m., that's when the games get going, 1 p.m. If you're out on the East Coast there. 6 p.m. if you're in the U.K. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's start with, you know what? We started with Handsome's team, if I remember correctly, last week. The Miami Dolphins are at the Buffalo Bills. This is an intriguing matchup for, like I say, AFC East supremacy in week two. EH, I start with you. I'm taking Miami Dolphins on the road. I think they're going to be able to run the football on Buffalo. Please try to remember how we do. You just say the name you're picking. 
That's it. Just say the team you're picking. David, it is a complicated game. I know it is. All right, so you're picking the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Handsome, do you wish to throw the red challenge flag? Well, Dave, my heart says the Miami Dolphins as well. But my head's telling me the week that the Buffalo Bills have had, where they won last weekend and there's some excitement and momentum coming out of that win. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know if you heard, but earlier this week, they completed the sale of the team. I did hear. And the team's staying in Terry Buffalo. Terry Pagula. That's correct. Wealthy man who already owns the Sabres yeah. up there. That's right. So the team's Most staying beloved in, man in that. Uh, in, uh, and even more so now that he's keeping his team in Buffalo. Good. I'm good. By the yeah, way, right, we should hail good. this. We should. We should definitely take a moment to celebrate this fact. Right. I, look, we're we're in L.A. It would be cool to have a football team out here. One franchise I do not want is that one. Bills. Those fans up there are the greatest. The they start tailgating on Friday. Right. Literally, they, they tailgate yesterday. on Friday. They're out there to per, who knows they might be listening to us right now. Right. You know, who because that's how early their tailgate starts. Yes, I'm glad that the Bills will be staying okay. up there. Now I just wish they would have a winner. Yes. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw the red challenge flag because as much as I'm a Miami yeah. Dolphins fan, Elliot thinks that the that the um, Dolphins are going to be able to run over the Bills and I thought that the Dolphins running game was very impressive last week, but that Bills offense limited Matt Forte to around 85 86 yards last weekend and Ryan Tannehill has not played well against the Buffalo Bills, and especially when there's pressure. I don't know that I can trust Juwan James, who's going to have to be blocking Mario Williams. I'm picking the Buffalo Bills against my hopes and heart. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills to win this game. Now, EH, you can make your points on why you think the uh, the Dolphins are going to go in there and win. You know, I think that, that EJ Manuel has got to be able to challenge somebody vertically, and I don't think it's so much on him as the coaching staff. They have to throw the ball vertically. He completed 34% of his passes last year that he threw vertically. Last week, they only tried two. Two, the entire game. I mean, you have to make a defense play the whole field. And if you don't, we've discussed it. We discussed it on last week's podcast. The Dolphins' front seven is good enough that if you give them the additional help of letting the safety come up because you don't want to threaten that defense at all, then how effective are C.J. Spiller and Freddie Jackson? I love Fred Jackson. Well, the the other thing for the Dolphins and for Dolphins fans, this is a worry, is a linebacking call that was already the biggest question mark on that team. All three starters are out this week. All three of the guys they expected to be starting this season are out already in week two. That is a little bit of a concern. I was really speaking more about the front line, but but, uh, you're definitely making me waver here. You're making me waver. I don't this, want you to waver. No, this there, there were there were two games that were the hardest for for me to pick, and I write the the game picks obviously for NFL.com, and Dolphins Bills was one of the two. I think you picked this one as a 24-23 Dolphins win. Yeah, so that I, tells you how Elliot's wavering already. I'll tell you what, handsome, you have actually swung me. I really had picked on my pick'em page. How do you get there again, to, uh, handsome? You're the best. How do you get to the pick'em page well, again? NFL.com. NFL.com slash pick'em. Right. That's what I do. I just But then you type search for DDFP? No, then if you hit the experts tab, there's a little button that says experts, which is ridiculous that the, the three of us are uh, included in there when there's you know people like Rich Eisen. No, totally and, ridiculous. Right. And I'd love to hear who you think is an expert. Well, if Rich we're, Eisen, we're not. Michael Irvin, oh, you know, yes. those guys oh, are true of course. experts. I'm sorry. I, I, I take it back. Um, You're but right. there we are. We're sitting in there as well. You can see our picks in there. All right, very good. The official group, though, is called Dave Damashek Football Program. Okay, yeah, so you can jump in. In case you're confused. Well, Um, there there is a DDFP one. Yes. You know. Right. Now, let's jump to Monday night real quick here. This is a fascinating game that Elliot says, hard one to call. To me, this is probably the hardest one out there. And and we'll get to the other one, which is the Sunday night game in a second here. Philadelphia Eagles, big comeback victory at home. They go into Indianapolis – the Colts almost pulled off the big comeback in Denver a week ago. How say you, handsome Hank? The Eagles will win this game. Oof, you had to think about that. Why? I, did, because uh, you I just don't want to say any more, though. Say no more. EH, do you wish to throw the, the red challenge flag? No, I do not. I'm going to. Ah, we were on a I'm roll. Keep it in my pants, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as Hank says, Why I, so? I, I like Philadelphia in this game. This, I just mentioned, there were two games that were, to me, were so hard to pick. You already threw the first one out, and here's the second one. The problem for the Colts, to me, is that their secondary coming into the season was already a question mark, and now they have no pass rush. We thought Robert Mathis was going to be gone the first month. Maybe they weather that storm. Now he's gone for the year. Where's that pass rush coming mm-hmm. from? Bjorn so, Werner. Yeah. No. Good luck. 
So if you don't have coverage and you don't have pass rush and you're playing the Eagles, I just think that's a, a big problem. And I don't know how phased Philadelphia is about being on the road. I mean, they were down 17 points at half. They didn't look uh, phased last week. Right. But if their, of offense, course they were if in their offense stutters but. like it did last week, it's harder to come back on the Colts. Let's say they score zero points in the first half again. It's going to be much harder to come back on the Colts. You know, And then when you know a Colts offense is going to be scoring a bunch more points as well compared to the Jags. I know that everybody loves Andrew Luck, but, you know, at some point that team's got to give him some help. I mean, you, you can't just have the game be on his shoulders every single week. I mean, you look at Seattle, his fellow rookie from 2012. You know, they don't put the game on his shoulders. You know, I don't think Russell Wilson's better than Andrew Luck. Just saying, well, they're in a different scenarios. I think an interesting thing is that Ryan Grigson, who came in as GM, and basically had to blow up the team, right? Mm-hmm. He, I think he replaced 75% of the roster after after the, that terrible year they had. He was he was fated after that because they were competitive again, but that was partly to, due to the fact they had the easiest schedule in the league and partly due to the fact they had Andrew Luck as their quarterback who's a once-in-a-generation player. I don't. You look at the depth that he's drafted across right, that handsome roster. Handsome is nailing this. This is you. You are spot on. Thank with you, this, Dave. Handsome. I appreciate you. That. Really are. This is a, this is exactly right. Grigson was hailed. I don't. I'm not going to say prematurely because he's he's still he relatively great, he new. He did a good job in that first he year. Got, right. But, he's still got. He's still but, building things. But I mean the. The last 18 months or so right. of work has not been impressive. They stumbled across T.Y. Hilton, but there there isn't a whole lot on that roster. To You're right. I mean, it is Andrew Luck and, and there's the a, rest. There's another thing you could mention, too, with Tell Ryan me. Grigson's failures. Mm-hmm. Trent Richardson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was also not, well, that's that was not also kind of where right. I was going. But I will say a, a real bright spot, and I'm not just saying this because he got a touchdown. I drafted him in fantasy. I think Dwayne Allen could really be big for this team. I agree with that. I think he's going to be the more effective player than than Kobe Fleener for yes, them. Yes, I agree. Well, I mean, that's what he was supposed to be right. when they grabbed him coming out of Clemson. He just and, keeps getting hurt. Yep. Um, all right, let's get to the game that uh, that I – and by the way, I will also take the Eagles on the road. And the Colts, who I said would be the number one seed in the AFC East – I wish I could have a do over there because I, I refuse. I'm a man of honor and I refuse to take the mulligan. I would back off because of the Robert Mathis thing, but now I'm stuck with the Colts. And uh, if they go to zero and two, imagine that. I mean, they're they're uh, one of these. You know, they they could be zero and two, and so too could the Chicago Bears, who I have picked to go to the playoffs here. They're in San Francisco to play the 49ers on Sunday night. Two desperately flawed teams, two desperately talented teams. How say you, EH? I've got the 49ers in their home opener, their new new place. All right. Handsome. How say you? I, throw that um, flag? The, the 49ers wear red, but I won't be getting my red flag out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree I agree with uh, with Elliot I think I like the 49ers in this game uh, the the Bears don't do anything special at a, like, oh I across, disagree across just because I they, they I agree that they they didn't look they didn't look special against the Bills but there I have a hunch that the Bills defense is very good oh it is. And so that maybe slowed things down a little bit. But I think I still am on the Mark Tressman train here. And I think that that offense is gangbusters. The question is in, in you know, real uh, simplifying it, oversimplifying it probably. But the 49ers, I think you can throw on them. They're not going to have a pass rush. You can sling it around on them. Why aren't they going to have a pass rush? Because who's providing it for them? Well, they've managed to find it from other. Pl- I mean, I, there isn't. Yes, Alden Smith's out. That's what you're hinting Brooks at. But is the best they've, they've found they ways to get pressure without those big name guys. Well, I mean, I don't buy what we saw in Dallas as translating to the rest of the season for them. Or, Dallas or the, offensive line. There's nothing wrong with the with the Cowboys O line. I mean, that might be the strength of the team right now. Oh, I mean, I think Dallas really lost that game because their quarterback. That's played exactly the worst. Right. I mean, some bad decisions made there. Right. That game that's is very not, that different. That wasn't on the O line. I don't think. No, no, it was. I mean, Romo played the worst game I've seen him play in years. He actually played the way he gets criticized right. for, for a change, like for a, for, a change. Total, for a total anomaly. He's never done that before. Well, I mean, he threw 10 interceptions last year. He threw three in this game alone. Same thing with Alex Smith. Alex Smith threw seven interceptions last year, the lowest-picked quarterback. He throws three in week one. It's a little odd. But going to your point, Dave, about this translating, I do think this could translate in week two, what you're talking about with the 49ers defense, because Jay Cutler made just as – almost as many harebrained throws as Romo did last True. week. He had one ball that he tried to wing to the tight end. It was terrible. The Bills picked it off, took it back, 
And then he threw an interception into Kyle Williams' belly uh, on a on yeah. a rollout. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you don't see a corner in coverage. How do you not see Kyle Williams exactly. running across He's a big the middle guy. of the field? You know. Yeah, and and especially looking like the Michelin Man and all white, head to toe, <laughs> running straight in your direction. You don't see that. He happening? is pasty. Um, hey, a little tip for you, Dave. You're going to like this. This week, the Buffalo Bills will be wearing their throwbacks. All whites with the with the with red, the red, red the standing buffalo. buffalo. Oh, all right, I may have to change my pick now. <laughs> all right, now that's that's pretty nice. Yep, I is. like that get up. I'm going to go with the Bears here, and you know the Niners. So I say that uh, my assertion is is that the Bears are going to have a tough time stopping the running game of the 49ers. And, we, you know, we sang songs about Carlos Hyde a couple of days ago in here with Daniel Jeremiah. I mean, potent offense for the 49ers. And I don't know that the Bears' defense is going to be able to stop them from, from running, like I say. Conversely, the 49ers are going to throw Tremaine Brock and I don't know what else. And they have to line up against if Alshon Jeffrey does indeed go and Brandon Marshall and all those other nice pass catchers there. What what about them other than the uniforms leads you to believe that the 49ers defense is going to be able to stop this? The Niners defense has been great, but they don't have the key pieces that have made it great out there. I'm going to take the Bears in a high-scoring affair here. This is a, a lot of points should uh, should go down here. Um, so uh, So that's my pick there. Here's an intriguing one. How about the Seattle Seahawks? 1-0. Everybody has kissed them in the, a return to the Super Bowl here after they smoked the Packers, but they're on the road now. San Diego Chargers up against it. Another one of these would-be contenders looking at 0-2 squarely in the face. How say you, handsome Hank? Although they've been bad on the road, I'm picking the Seahawks. Okay. E.H., how say you? I am going to have to uh, keep my red challenge flag in my pocket. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, fair I enough. I just let down. Shit. That's I, a tough one. Time too. and again. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I would take the Chargers, but the shake up at center. Nick Hardwick oh, is out now. You, now you've got to do and, and Brandon Meebane leaning over the new guy and uh, and and uh, that Forty ers I mean the uh, Seahawks defense there. That seems like a tall order. But you know what? The, uh, again, the Chargers if they fall to zero and two. That's, I, I know that's some grim news for them. It is. And for what it's worth, and I've talked to a lot of guys about this, when a team needs to win in the NFL, and if one team needs a win more than the other team does, and they're relatively closely matched, the team that needs it tends to win that game. The question is, are the Seahawks that much better than the Chargers? And I guess they are. Weren't the Chargers last year – uh, if I'm not mistaken, four and seven, and they yep. they won four out of five. I'm not sure of the record, but they had some either, real grim early season they're losses. They were three and seven or four and yep. seven, and they made the playoffs. They're the hottest team in the league. Then they then they beat the Bengals, and then they gave Denver all they could handle. So I trust that they, they could come back in the season. But one thing that slays me, man, is when people say, oh, we're talking about a center or we're talking about a punter. You know what? Uh those guys make a huge difference in the game. Nick Hardwick's one of the, the, the oldest centers in the league as far as starts. Uh, we saw it on Monday night, what happened when, when he wasn't in there. And uh, the, the Chargers, now you had the best team in the league coming to play at their place. And the other thing that concerns me, I don't know how much of that game you guys watched, but the Chargers receivers, they did nothing to help Phillip Rivers out. I mean, there were some drops in that game. Some of the easy variety right in their breadbasket and others where they went up for the ball and it would have been a hard catch, but you got to catch the ball. I think I counted six or seven drops. You just can't do that against Seattle secondary. Well, you know, I'm leaning towards the Chargers. You know, I, I, I am picking the Chargers, and it's not just to, uh, to validate my preseason pick of the Chargers winning that division. Um, I, I, I have a, a hunch here. That uh, them that the the Seahawks jumping on a plane now and um, heading down to Southern California and the Chargers needing this game. I'm going to take the Chargers in an upset special there. Wow! Couple quick ones for you. We talked about the Falcons and Bengals. This one, the Falcons look so good. Matt Ryan especially, but this time they're playing a really rugged defense. The Saints have playmakers on defense, but this is a different uh, matter altogether. There's some big, brawny types on that Bengals defense. Um, I'm taking the Bengals at home. I'm going to proceed your picks by announcing that I think the Bengals get it done at home. EH, I start with you. 
once again, I'm I'm keeping my red. I don't even think you I don't have, have to. He hasn't made my my pick <laughs> no. is is of no matter here. Still you, hasn't worked this game. Really, hasn't. I haven't. I haven't. Nah. I've been playing too much Settlers of Catan. Right. All right. Please go ahead. Your pick, please. EA. <laughs> you bet. We're I'm, talking about the Bengals I'm, hosting the Falcons. Yes, in case you've I'm, forgotten. I haven't forgotten. I'm I'm taking the Bengals. I'm I'm with you. Lockstep, brother. Lockstep. Cincinnati right. at home. Handsome. Dave, I will not throw the flag on this ah, one. Ah, why not? I like the Bengals in this game. You I do. think I think they can play keep away from Matt. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to have 480 yards or whatever. I think they can they can play keep away pretty effectively. Eh, anything else to add to that analysis? Well, I, no, but I like what you you said off the top there. This is a little bit different animal. I mean, right. That, that Saints defense. One of the underreported things of Week One was how bad their front seven played. They it, got their butt handed to them. They they didn't touch. Matt Ryan right. at points in that game. Didn't even breathe on him. Every play I saw, he had a perfect cup to throw It'll from. be quite different this week, too. You, you know that that you know what the Bengals' front seven's going to do. And by the way, the back end is, at least in terms of pedigree, I don't, I don't think the Bengals' secondary ranks among the you know top three or four secondaries. But just purely on pedigree, uh, so many first-round picks back there. If right. they're not good, then they drafted poorly. They assessed them differently. They're viable. Yeah, well, listen, Darquez Denard than... is a, is big and physical, and I know it's a tough place to drop a rookie in, but that is the matchup. You know, Julio or Roddy, that's, that would look to be on paper like a as good as you could hope to do if you're the Bengals to throw a big, strong kid out there against one of those two and try and at least limit what they can do. I'm going to take the Bengals and, like you say, play and keep away handsome. That's why I think I think big days for Gio Bernard and Jeremy That's Hill here. Right. I think they're going to be able That's to right. gash that uh, defense on the road. Last one here, only because it intrigues me here. Another upset special, though, by the way, for you. I, you know, I just think people will ha- talk about making assumptions about what a team is. I think the Giants are one of the three worst teams in the NFL but I'm pay- taking the Giants at home over the Cardinals. Anyone Ooh. jumping in on that? I'm not jumping in, but I don't. I, it's hard for me to disagree with you strongly. That's a that's a Tom Coughlin style win. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? The Cardinals Again, defense backs that- to the wall. You need it right, right. now. The wheels are off. It, it, I know it's early in the season to say that, but if you're Tom Coughlin and everybody knows there, it's uh, the the uh, the elephant in the room that if things go bad, that Coughlin will get uh, knocked out of there. I bet you. I I just think they need this game. And the Cardinals I, I, coming off Monday night. I feel you, Dave. But, <laughs> but from what we saw on Monday night with that Cardinals defense, which which I think a lot of people are written off based on, you know, obviously on the, the number of people they lost over the offseason to injury and, and, and kind of leaving the team, they were impressive. I, I could see them going into – I mean, the Giants offense is having enough troubles already against a good Cardinals defense. They, they could have a hard time scoring points. I just wanted to circle back real quick on the Bengals game, and one of you guys brought up Terrence Newman earlier. I think it was you, Hank. It was. You were saying to have him on the show. Boy, people put his career out to pasture about three or four years really ago did. that he was mm-hmm. done. And Terrence Newman was an older rookie. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was 24 going on 25 when he came in the league. I, I'll, I'll double-check that. You're never mistaken, Elliot, so that, I, I believe that to be true. But this is his 12th year. He came in the league in 03, and to still be making plays out there for a playoff team, just saying. Uh, well, prior, remember, prior to 2013, I mean, he was. Yeah. it seemed legitimately in conversation with him like, that he was – considering was, hanging it up. He was considering the Raiders or the Bengals. He decided after you and I counseling him, he went back to Cincinnati. Check That's it right, out. Yeah. Yeah, That's he right. Came, we steered him in the right direction, didn't we, Handsome? He came in the league. He was the uh, fifth overall pick, and he was 25 years old uh, in September of his rookie year. So he is now a uh, 36-year-old corner. How many 36-year-old corners are still out there making plays for a playoff team? I know. People in Pittsburgh lament Ike Taylor playing? at 34. There he's you go. Got, uh, he's two years younger. Is Daryl Green still in the NFL? And no, he's not. He's he, re- not he retired. Darryl he Green. retired in July. Yeah, Daryl Green, didn't he, run like a, <laughs> didn't he run like a 4 2 8 40 when he was 40 or something like that? Or something a legend. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, um, by the way, real quick, another one. Let me blow through my picks here in general for you real quick, and then we'll wrap it up here. The – I – uh, took the Steelers on uh, on Thursday night at the time of this recording. We don't know the outcome of the game, but I take the Steelers. Giants over the Cardinals. Um, D.C. over Jacksonville. Patriots over the Vikings. I, but I absolutely can see the Vikings winning this game. I know this is one that everybody – talk about survivor pick. A lot of people, oh, the Patriots, obviously, they're not going to lose in Minnesota. 
I, I could see that happening. I'm surprised you have so much conviction about D.C. over uh, Jacksonville. I mean, you sound I don't, very confident I, there. I'm not that confident in that He's one. He's trying I to just, blow I think, through them. Ah, sorry. I, you know what? Well, I'm screwing everything. It matters. Home teams playing their first home game does matter. They, the, the, there is a, the, the crowd that. tends to make a little bit of a difference in those games. Titans over the Cowboys. Bills over the Dolphins. I switched that for you, handsome, or, or based on your your uh, your thoughts there. Lions over the Panthers. I'm taking that one. That's a fascinating game. Bengals over the Falcons. <clears throat> Saints go into Cleveland and win that one. Buccaneers over the Rams, Chargers over the Seahawks. That's an upset special there. I'm going to take the Raiders to beat the Texans. I'm going to say the Packers beat the Jets, the Broncos over the Chiefs, the Bears over the 49ers, and the Eagles over the Colts. And uh, how much do the Broncos win by? I think that's your biggest margin of victory this weekend. Do they really humiliate these uh these chiefs here is it like are we looking at like 45 to 3 type territory i I think the only way the chiefs can win that game is if the broncos kicker it's it's brandon mcmanus isn't it i believe uh filling in for uh prater right now that's right you know if he misses if they drive and he misses a couple kicks and they bog down in the red zone and give the chiefs some kind of momentum then that's that's like the only way i see kansas city People this week, game. people this week have been awfully fast writing Alex Smith's obituary. That that happened based on what well, happened. Last I mean, week. I I do. I, I both of these teams. I think I like I say the Broncos are going to whip the Chiefs. I think this week the defense now. You know, some tough losses now to what was already a sketchy roster. I think the Chiefs are now fully in the mix for that uh, a top five draft pick in twenty fifteen. With sad along to say. with the Dolphins, right? I did have the Dolphins. Yeah, right? you I did. Forget about Son that. of a gun. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we don't know. Easy to throw out those those predictions you made, and but like, look who's seven doing. Or eight D- days no, ago. look at what you're doing, though, handsome. Exactly what I started saying on the at, at the top of the show. People have now made these hard and fast decisions about who these teams are after 60 minutes. Let's wait and see. Let's see them go into Buffalo, win a tough road game. And then we'll talk about how the Dolphins, like, oh, how laughable that Dave said that this Dolphins team isn't going to be very good. Let's wait and see. Just one more week. You know what? i got to give him a lot of love, though, because he, on on this podcast last week, he talked about, Hank talked about he the did. front four. And watching that game, they were able to consistently get pressure without having to blitz anybody, you know, just with their front. And that meant they got to keep all their resources on the back end and coverage. If they do that against Buffalo, there's no way the Bills are winning. Um, all right, great stuff as always, fellas. EH, make sure you check out his power rankings and his p- picks for week two. He elaborates on uh, what he just covered here. Handsome Hank always uh, doing his good work on uh, on the homepage, putting it together, including putting out uh, the season premiere of the Sheck Report. It's also available on NFL It was in now. the CP. Yeah, I saw that. I saw, I saw that. that. Yeah, picture of Dave even. Pictures in the, of yeah, me. Yeah, it was. My I range like to of emotion. Picture of like Drew Brees or you know a great NFL player. But I was like, no, let's put. And Dave. it really showed my rainbow yeah. of emotion. I thought your suit tie combinations were better last year, though. All I'll right. Be well, listen, I, I take all criticism just week seriously. one. Remember, don't make any don't make any predictions based on what you see. Yes. So yeah, that's up there for you and a bunch of other uh, good stuff. Make sure you go over to NFL.com. There was something else I wanted to promote. I'm too, a believer in Olivia. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, we will have we put it up for you in the middle of the week. If you want to check it out, it was a little podcast DDFP special. My conversation with Andrew Luck, ten or fifteen minutes, good times. Kibitz in with him about shaving him and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, this, uh, the keen question was, does he consider himself lucky? I thought that was a you know listen, his name's Luck. Does he believe in luck and does he have it? I, you know, well, it skipped a generation football-wise, if that's the case. No, hold on a second. Uh, Oliver had a hard time with the Oilers. Well, he was. He was unlucky. The Oilers were absolutely well, we, we the We do talk about team. his old man a little bit, too. So, anyway, you can find that one, my, or we'll play it back boss. for you next week. But if you want to hear a little special one, Look go back and listen to that. Just 10, 15 minutes of me and Andrew Luck uh, chopping it up a little bit. We will be back on the other side of week two to cover it and review it for you. In the meantime, enjoy the games, everybody. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 